1: power trip of wrestling i'm your host jp john pause with me today very special guest two-time former ghc world tag team champion you may know him as shane Thorne in nxt or slapjack in wb the mighty don't kneel mr shane hey shane welcome to the 2 Man power trip how are you doing hey thanks
0: for having me man
1: very very good to have you on what have you been up to what's going on in your world um <sighs> In,
0: in in regards to what man? Like I've just been uh chilling out, relaxing, working out, um not keeping busy. <laughs> uh, and now it's time to start getting busy. Um Yeah, just living life in uh lovely LA. Um got engaged recently, so okay. just started planning a wedding. So that's that's fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it yeah. could be, I guess. It's, yeah, depending on your I, definition I think, of fun. But yeah. fun,
0: yeah. No, it's good. It's pretty simple. There's a lot of companies out there that can really do a lot of the thinking for you. So yeah, oh yeah, it's good. Very good.
1: What about wrestling-wise? You're just kind of laying low, getting back in shape. It's oh like man, kind of I'm. Injured? I'm probably
0: in one of the best shapes that I've ever been in. Like I said, like I've had 90 days to rest and uh just my schedule lately has just been uh wake up walk the dogs work out do some cardio eat sleep then rest just rest and then doing that every single day um changing my workouts up Um, i've been doing a bit of in-ring training and whatnot and uh you know again getting not not old but i'm older than what i was when i was in my 20s and trying to lift like I did in my 20s doing trying to max out my deadlift uh, through my back out and I was out for like a week and I'm like well if I'm going to be back wrestling I've got to be smarter about how I work out so that's been fun like just for a few months I've just been tinkering with my workouts changing up how I do those just whatever gets the best results without over fatiguing the muscles over fatiguing myself and then still being able to train uh, and then or train the next day or work out after training.
1: So have you been going to like an actual wrestling school or like where are you actually training in ring? Uh,
0: I've been going to MPW school with um, Ray Rosa. Um, he's an old friend of mine. Uh, pretty pretty Peter Avalon got me onto there and I've just been going down there um, on his Wednesday nights. I think it's like an intermediate class and it's good man. Ray Rosa is a great trainer um i've trained a fair few people in my day back in epw perth um but yeah it's just he does a very different style that's very uh good on the bodies and it's a lot of like movement and spatial awareness footwork things like that it's, and it's been really good it's good to meet new people the new people out in the um, california area too some good some good people some good kids
1: are there places like you're looking to work, like places you want to get to, or you're pretty open as if, you know, you don't have your sights set in specific places, but you know where you want to work? Uh, I definitely want to
0: keep going with New Japan. I just had, just came came out to help my man Jonah the other, the other day, and so we got some things lined up there, so I'm hoping to then start working in Japan. I, I miss Japan so much, like, you know, I was there for such a long time before and now it's a thing of getting back there and getting back into it. I kind of feel like I'm a, almost a rookie again. Like I'm just getting my, I gotta get more steam. I gotta get something back behind my name. So like, yeah, I'm really, I'm open to working anywhere. I want to work. That's my biggest thing, man. I love this business. I love, uh, being in the ring. I was thinking about it today. Um, and it's like, it's stressful. And like, you like, pro wrestling can be uh, really stressful um, and it can suck. But then once you're like in the ring doing it, it's awesome. So I just want to be in the ring doing it. I know I'm like, I live in uh, LA, around LA at the moment. And I know there's like a lot of stuff starting to pick up here, like GCW, West Coast Pro, stuff like that. I'd love to work with those guys. Like, I, I see their shows, everyone sees their shows there picking up a lot of steam at the moment. So yeah, there the new Japan strong stuff. I'm loving that. I love that locker room. Um, but yeah, ideally my goal is to get back out to Japan.
1: Mikey Nichols, uh, is uh, he on your radar? Yeah. Maybe?
0: Oh, of course I speak to Mikey all the time still. Um, we're just hoping to, he's, he lives out in Australia and he's got his wife and kid out there. He's very loyal to his family. So that's where he'll be based. And if I'm based here, we can, or is it with the mirror like that <laughs> meet in Japan. That's the, that's the goal. That's the dream. And we're going for the dream.
1: TMDK. Got to get
0: them back that's together. It. Like that's it. And same with, uh, together, yeah. always man. Same with Jonah, yeah. Jonah here. Um, and a bunch of the other boys in Australia too, like Slex was meant to come out for ring of honor a couple of years back, but things changed. um, marcus pitt damian slater uh, mikey broderick all guys in australia who are so good and i'd love to see them travel out to japan you know what i mean that'd be great big faction war over there show show everyone like who else we've got we've already got harry jackson out there in japan
1: right i feel like more gaijins need to get back over there like it used to be flooded with them and now it's you know not as much because of the pandemic and stuff but hopefully that's changing and moving where you guys can get back over there more frequently. That's all I hope. But also
0: with pandemic times, I'd rather the world take its time and, uh, heal and get things right. Whether whatever your opinions are about, um, your your opinions about the pandemic and all this stuff is like, things are still happening and I can, if it saves even one life, I'm okay waiting. To go to Japan or back to Australia, things like that. So, hopefully, hopefully we get back on track. But let's get let's as a community, as a planet, let's get it all together.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, Mm -hmm. just going to back to like WB. How did you actually? And we'll get obviously get into uh Noah a little bit too. But I wanted to yeah. ask about WB how did they kind of get on your or, or really you get on their radar and you get signed by them? Is that something where Johnny Ace is scouting you guys? Because obviously, you guys made a name for yourselves in Noah a little bit in mm-hmm. ROH, but really, I mean, Noah, the GHC tag team champions, is that how you guys got noticed? Would it be Johnny Ace?
0: No, it was actually Matt Bloom, um, Tensai, as I know yes. him as uh, Giant Bernard. Yep. The first yeah. few times we did Noah, we, well, so even going back further than this, Mikey knew, um, Chad Anderson. He knew Chad, too bad Chad Aguilera through the, uh, New Japan dojo in, uh, LA. So when we would go over there and he happened to be there at the same time, we would meet up and he took us out a few nights and we used to, we meet, um, Bloom there, um, uh, bernard worked a few of the NOAA shows as well so yeah we just made a rapport there and as our NOAA contracts were kind of coming up we wanted to go to the next level so we reached out to um i think it was probably chad and then chad put us in uh, contact with matt bloom and so he organized us to get the tryout over there and regal was there and we made a good impression like regal we explained our stories to him and he understood who we were and where we were coming from so yeah, the no one name definitely helped, but it was yeah, um, a Matt Bloom signing, and then uh, Canyon Seaman at the time. He was a big fan of Australia, so yeah, he was a good he was a good ally for us to get get in there. Um, I didn't meet Johnny Ace until much much later, like in the last few years, which he's a good guy to me. I really like Johnny Ace. We were doing the um, when SmackDown went to Fox. They flew me to Vancouver to help out with the commercials. If you have a quick little look and a glance in the bottom right corner of one of the snippets, I'm actually in the commercial stomping someone. But, uh, yeah, me and Johnny Ace were sent there to kind of oversee the, um, the movements and making sure that just everything was more authentic. And there was one point where they're doing the uh, RKO, and they're asking me, like, hey, how's the uh, – is this right? Is this right? And I'm like, well, if you want to know the man who invented the move is right over there. And so that kind of snowballed yeah. our talking of um, the people we've worked in Japan and Japan experience and stuff like that. So we, we've, we've bonded. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Johnny Ace.
1: I always find it funny that people are like, oh, they call it, like the diamond cutters. Like, come on, it's yeah. the ace crush. Yeah. Come on, it's Johnny Ace's mm-hmm. move. Come on. Yeah, uh, kind of I don't know in, in the Pantheon, and then obviously Orton he kind of takes precedent now with the move, mm-hmm. I always feel like I always feel like it's skipped over him right to DDP, but it's Johnny Ace's move. Come on, yeah, man. He I love it. Ace Crusher
0: cool bad yeah. was it, the dynamic du- dudes. <laughs> him and Shane, him and Shane yeah. Douglas, yeah. First guy to use a skateboard. Now everyone's doing skateboards. <laughs> I That'd think, though, be, what a good trio that would be. Do they still do King of Trios? They should bring back King of Trios yeah. and have Johnny Ace, Darby, and Mark Andrews. I want to see that team. That's not bad. That's a good idea. Yeah, I yeah. like that. i up for that.
1: I think uh, Johnny Ace, Ace might be the only one that doesn't know how to ride a skateboard, though. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll figure that. Out. We'll call it out there. I always found that great though when the dynamic dudes came out, Shane and Johnny always were carrying it. They were never riding it. They were always carrying it because they didn't have to ride sure. a skateboard. I'm pretty sure
0: I seen him go down the entrance way. You know, it. it was very and, shaky, but yeah, yeah, that a little, was maybe that a Tiny it. bit, yeah. yeah,
1: but they weren't really riding it though. They were almost like gliding. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I wouldn't trust those entrance ramps. Yeah. <laughs> I trip Definitely. up there and I'm walking.
1: <laughs> so with. Um, Obviously when you get into NXT, how long between like the tryout, them liking you and you guys actually getting signed? So this
0: um I think I've told this story before, but to go over it again, near the end of my NOAA contract, during a match, I tore my ACL and um finished the match. Afterwards I'm kinda like limping and um <laughs> I asked them, Should I go to hospital? And they asked me, Do you want to go to hospital? And I said no so we just taped it for i took a weekend off and then from after that weekend i just did six mans and we just taped it like a cast around my knee um wow and just kept going and then every week we'd take a layer off and layer off and i've talked to doctors and whatnot about this and i think um they've said like the muscle around can eventually stabilize as well so I never went to the I never went to the hospital to get it actually checked. Um, our contract was coming up; it expired, and then we did. Um, we flew home from Japan. I'm pretty sure, no, maybe been home for a little bit. I got a CT scan um, there, and then the next day flew off to America to do the two day, three day tryout. So I did my three day tryout with a torn ACL. Um, got the job. We got a uh, me and Mike. Got accepted uh, on the last day with a handful of others. Um, flew home. I think we are going from like Orlando to Dallas. We get into Dallas at midnight and a bunch of us get off that plane to go rush to this other part of the airport to get on the next flight. And we get there and there's nobody there. Like just around. It's an empty airport. And we're like, what's going on? Finally, someone kind of comes past. And we're like, where's this flight? And like, oh, it got canceled. No one got an email. Like there's about... 20 people who were just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, we, so anyway, we ended up getting put up in a hotel for that night, catching the next flight out. But that was the one day we had home before we went back to Japan for uh, an- another little stint before uh, finishing up there for good. But uh, in that time that I got home, that, I think we had maybe 20 hours, if even, not even a full day. Uh, my results came back and they're like, oh, you have a torn ACL, which I'm like, damn, this sucks. So I messaged Canyon and I'm like, Hey man, I just found out I have a torn ACL. Um, they say it's six months recovery and that the visa process takes about six to nine months. I'm I'm sorry if this is letting you down, but I just thought I'd be honest with you and tell you what's going on. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Just get it fixed. And I was like, okay. So I did another, I think I did two weeks, two or three weeks of that Japan tour, then flew home, uh, got the surgery, six months of recovery, did another two weeks in Japan. And then that was our final hurrah before flying off to Orlando to move. But yeah, it all kind of just luckily worked out. And my surgeon in uh, Australia was a big wrestling fan. So he, Kind of skipped me ahead of the line and got me in there real quick. So right, yeah, right. that's kind of the dumb luck that I have.
1: Yeah, good. Good to know some people. Damn, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. What yeah. did you think? Like, what did you think when you first got there? Obviously, obviously, the knee is better at this point. When you first got there, and they decided to change your guys' names and do that, did you expect that? Did you think that like, okay, obviously they're going to do that, or did you think? Yeah, they should keep I think our they names? Changing, you- that, Yeah,
0: they were changing everyone's names at the time. So we had um a few names in the in the back pocket like they asked for a list of different names and things like that and um that's not what they went with <laughs> um so <laughs> I always
1: hear that story that that they always yes. kind of go in a different direction
0: yeah we, got, we kind of got it on the day it was very rushed like we were excited to get onto tv very quickly but in hindsight maybe waiting a little bit might have helped flesh these ideas out a little bit more um so we pitched plus six one as a name um another one was i can think of was uh, war boys but not spelt w a r but like i don't know if you know who steve war is he's a australian cricket player it's like w a u g h war and then mikey would have a different war like there's different ways of spelling it so it be the different ways of spelling it and be the war boys and we just rip off mad max essentially um right. which i thought that was a fucking great idea <laughs> um but that didn't work and then the next day we get to tv and they're like all right here's your new name it's tm61 and we're kind of like all right and they're like well we've taken a bit of the old thing and a bit of one of your other ideas so i'm like without the the plus six one you kind of lose a little bit of the the meaning. But, I mean, nobody uses old dialing codes anyway, so it was a long shot. Um, and we'd given them a list of names, which I put Shane for all of my names. I, I just had a bunch of different last names, um, which they didn't pick any of those. Um, <laughs> so Mikey put Nick Miller as a joke as the last name because... Uh, Back in the Noah Dojo, we used to watch New Girl all the time and me, Mike, and Zach, uh, Saber Jr., name drop, whatever. um, (laughs) He would always joke that Mikey was like Nick Miller because Mikey has a grumpy Nick Miller face and he always, everything goes wrong for Mikey, (laughs) but in such a hilarious way. Um, So when we saw that come up on the screen, we thought it was hilarious and we're like, that's hilarious. They're not going to, surely they're going to know that's a, character from a very popular tv show right no and then we're like we were like hee hee, we got one through on them and then like later on we're like oh that's kind of backfired on us (laughs) um and then the name they had for me was shane turner because they wanted a t a t last name which um uh tm so turner and miller right and this was around the time that like scott turner i think it was was in the news a lot and he was, like, a, a very problematic person. So I was like, can I not have any association with the name Turner? And they're like, if you can think of a, another name, then, yeah. And another name I, I thought maybe Taylor. Um, and then I was like, oh, my mother's maiden name is Thorn. So that was an easy one. And they ran it through legal. And that worked. And I was very happy with that because, like, Shane Haste is a, a name that I've used for a very long time since I was, I've had it in my pocket since I was 16. I think I've been using it. And when I was 16, I was a very athletic sprinter. So I like the idea of haste, speed, things like that. Yep. And now now I'm a little slower. (laughs) So
1: so it's kind of like chain haste.
0: (laughs) Right. I just put emphasis on the shame part. We go from there.
1: I always wanted though like i know that they want to own the name but sometimes like you guys had international mm-hmm. stardom like yeah i always would think like wouldn't you want to keep some of the names but yeah i, I don't know they're weird. we didn't want
0: to we i think mikey bought the uh copyright to tmdk back in australia so we still had boys repping tmdk out there so we didn't want wwe to our and tmdk mm. so that was we were definitely okay with changing our
1: name for that so you guys were okay with TM61? Uh,
0: Kinda. You really. just like you just roll with it. We the thing me and Mikey have always done, no matter where we've gone, we've just said yes and done the best we could do with it. Um, that's how we got to where we were in NOAA. By just they said, All right, start at the bottom, work hard, and we did pretty well, like you know, considering like doing that attitude every time we've come. Um, to the States when we did the ring, the little bit of ring of honor stuff, they were like, all right, we'll put you in this proving grounds match, tag match. And we did that. And we did that to the best of our abilities. And they're like, and I don't think they decided on who was winning it until the matches were done. And our hard work paid off there. Um, so that's just a thing. Like everywhere we've gone, just work hard and it pays off. So that's what we did there. Um, but it's a different beast. (laughs) It's more, it's a different beast. Hard work does pay off uh, to an extent. Like, I mean, I was there for five or six years and really, since that first year, 2016, I don't really do much. You know, I was just there um, working hard and being a good hand. So, I got, you know, I have a good career there and that's due to hard work where I've seen other people who don't work hard in that come and go much quicker. So true.
1: I do remember a great match you had with the Briscoe brothers in Ring of Honor. I remember that you guys were kind of you know the proving ground, if you will. Yeah, like, that was great oh, fun. Yeah. We had
0: some friends from Australia coming because it was like a WrestleMania week. I mean, some friends from Australia who came along to that show as well, and uh, they were like front row and they loved it. They said it was amazing. And The Briscoes were awesome to work too. Like that was it was awesome. Like they were just so intense. I just remember there was one point too where we did the apron smash and then I vault out and do a double stomp onto the back. And usually I just land on the ground and I like land on the ground and there was a wet patch and I just flipped ass over tits. I was like, <laughs> was like, if, if any time I was going to get injured again, I think that's the last time I'd ever done that double stomp to the outside party gang. Cause I'm just like, that could have been disastrous. Like, I could have been yeah. done. <laughs> like, not yeah. worth it.
1: So back to NXC though, when you guys are in there, pretty good tag division, though, for the most part. There. You had DIY, you had Aries mm-hmm. and Strong. Yeah. Is there any, like, sort of talk, like, with Triple H or whoever, maybe, uh, I guess maybe you could tell me who was, like, booking, but is there any talk of, like, hey, um, we're going to do Tag Title Run or Dusty Classic? I know you were a part of Dusty Classic, but what is, like, mm. the talk? Because there's a bunch of good tag teams. Are you guys in the mix?
0: Uh, we were told we were winning that dusty classic until wow. until that day um which i knew we weren't <laughs> like we'd be, we'd been working with aop uh in all the house shows and stuff like that and like mm-hmm. i knew they were the ones like they were putting all the effort behind right um and they're good dudes man i, I like like they're so uh, we finally got the second like they, they finally paid it back to us um, in the next year's Dusty Classic or the year after that. I'm not sure if I was still injured for that next one. But, yeah, they're good guys. I think – no. I still follow them and I check up on what they're doing and whatnot. They're, but they're always good to us and they're very appreciative of um, the work that we all did together. But, you know, they had the cool entrance and the music and the manager yep. and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not winning. And like at the start of that – Take over. They pull us aside, and they're like, "All right, so you're not main event anymore. You're the opening match. You've lost a bit of time, and they're going over." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like,
1: I know." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, like we yeah. knew the writing was on the wall." So, who told uh, you that you were going to win originally, though? Just the
0: bookers, the office, and I'm like, mm, "Okay, whatever." But also, I had another torn ACL at this time too. Wow. The match with Roderick Strong. The, the, I think is it the only singles match in the tag tournament that's ever happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Why the heck did they do that? Yeah, that was weird.
0: Yeah. Because I think the night or two beforehand, Aries had busted his eye on something. So he was out for a few weeks. So he we still just needed to film this. Um, so yeah, we just had the singles match. And during that, I do the double stomp and one leg just goes straight to the ground and I watch, I show people it and I'm like, you can see I grab my knee and I'm like, Ugh. Not again. all I could think, all I could think of was Terry's not going to let me hear the end of this. <laughs> Terry Taylor always is like, uh, you know, I don't need to be doing dives and high risk maneuvers. You're just going to get hurt and blah, blah, blah. Like, and we're like, whatever, old man. But then <laughs> right, it's like, yeah. I'm like, Ugh. he was right. <laughs> But, like again, we just didn't get it checked, and I could walk. I was fine, like, uh, well, I could walk. And so, I, like, I did most of that match on one leg, and I knew we had the, Australia, the Japan and Australia tour immediately after this, and I'm like, I'm not getting pulled from that. Like, let's tape it. I'll walk it off. She'll be right. And it was, and then I got it fixed after, so no harm, no foul.
1: Did Terry Taylor bust your balls about it, though?
0: No, he was good about it. He was was very, like, get get better, you know, you're a hard worker. Terry kind of, I'm kind of like Terry's favorite, I guess. I guess you could say that.
1: You can quote me on that if you want. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How is Terry Taylor? I mean, we always hear so many different stories about him, positive and negative. But uh, how is Terry?
0: He was rough. He at, at first, he was rough, but then once you kind of break through, and it's just because he cares about this business and how it's done. Um, and I just think, I think, I think I, last time I saw him, he was at a really good point in his life as well. Um, and yeah, he was fun to be around. He was very motivating. Um, a lot of the things he teach us at the time were like wrestling has changed and whatnot. And you're like, no, Terry, we don't do that anymore. We got to do more and we got to do this. And now I find when I'm talking to people about their matches and they're like, do you have any advice? I just keep throwing Terryisms at them. And I'm like, oh, damn, Terry, you were right. <laughs> and he always says this to, He goes, like, oh, one day you'll be like, oh, Terry was right. I'm like, damn, Terry was right.
1: <laughs> that is funny, though. You're using his, you know, his own stuff, you know, what I mean? yeah. like, that yeah. you never thought you'd be using. Yeah. That's no, great. Mm-hmm. How is Triple H? How is he? Is he accessible, easy to get along with? How is he with the boys?
0: I didn't have too much. Uh, oh no, no, we weren't really his favourites, <laughs> but he was always nice to me. Um, we'd always have a bit of banter and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he's like he's a busy man too. So like, I never, I wanted my work in the ring to be what I presented to him. Rather than having to go to him and be like, hey, book me, do this with me, do that with me. I wanted him to see me in the ring and be like, all right, well, we see that. Right. Yeah.
1: With you guys down there, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Authors of Pain, mm-hmm. DIY. Um, who were, who else did you guys work down there? Because there, there was a pretty good tag division. Kind of. I mean, it was pretty strong for a little bit there. Yeah, we
0: worked um, heavy machinery a lot. Like especially when we did the heel turn, we did heavy machinery at least once or twice a week, which was on on the coconut loops as they call them, it was a lot of fun. They're good guys, um, good guys to be in the locker room with. Their um, offense and their style of wrestling is just so crowd friendly. Um, so that easy, you just have fun out there. Um, there was the Ely brothers who. I don't know if they – I think they made some – oh, we, we worked them when we came – when I came back from my knee injury. We worked them at a pre-show for a TakeOver. And they're like the twins, the tall, big, jacked twin dudes. Um, and they were cool, man. Like, we had fun. And they the – crowd, the crowd and the coconut shows loved them. And, like, we worked them as babyfaces and them as heels. And then, like, we switched it around – and people loved them as baby faces after that, like hmm. so they were good. And then Street Profits, we worked Street Profits, a oh, whole hell of a lot. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think we have a one. Huh. What do you think <laughs> about the Street Profits? Everybody kind of has their eye on Montez. Everybody's saying that Ford is kind of like the the next guy or could be the next breakout guy. You see that from him? Yeah, for sure. He's just so
0: well, Montez. Like so, <laughs> he. Is himself unapologetically unapolog- himself, and where I've seen in myself, where I've they've told me don't do this, don't be like that, and I've gone okay, I'll I'll do whatever you want. He was like okay, and then he just went and did himself even louder, hmm. and it's paid off for him. And that's who he is. He's so athletically gifted um, and a very good guy as well, very good man.
1: So when you guys are down there and you do turn heel, did you want to be heel? Would you rather be face? Like, what were you thinking at that point? Any like any thoughts in like, yeah, we should be this, you should be that. You're just rolling with the punches.
0: Oh, we should have been heels from the start. We they asked us like, are you heels or faces? And we're like, well, we cheered in Japan, so I guess we're faces. But then I like I watch my uh, stuff back, and I'm like, we're heels. We're just clearly heels. We're like right. dicks. Like, we're just dicks. We're just yeah. Dickheads. I'm like, damn, we shouldn't have been doing this from the start. Um, So, yeah, that was, it was very freeing to be heels. Yeah.
1: Were you surprised when Nick Miller, aka Mikey Nichols, were you surprised when he got released?
0: No, he was pretty done at the time. Um, He wanted to go and his family, like his wife, and I think, yeah, he, he had a newborn kid. know what i mean like you can't family man like and so you know and then i think we were kind of at the end of our ropes there too like he was miserable every day just being away from his family and uh the pressures of that um so yeah him he wanted to be gone so him going was good for him and then like we knew there was japan so and which he did start he got good momentum with, and then pandemic hit. But yeah, things will start rolling back up again. Um, and he's in a much better place now than what he was then. Now that he's home with his family.
1: Did that kill TM Six One though? Like you know what I mean? Like you're in a tag team. You want tag teams to stick together. You break up, or did you think that was better for you to go do your singles thing?
0: I was led to believe I had a good singles run coming. <laughs> Because uh, I'd said I think I'm going to leave too, and they told me don't leave. Like they have something for you. Don't leave. So I stayed, <laughs> and like we've they... been we we'd been teaming for a very a long time. So I wanted to see. I wanted to see for myself as well. Um, yeah.
1: Did they tell you like what they had in store, or they just left it open? Very very open. Very. Very open, and I was like, "All right, I'll trust that." Well, what you, what did you think though? Did you like kind of what they had for you? Because I know you wrestled Johnny Gargano and like kind of little mini feud and stuff like that. But did you think that they had anything for you? Like, did you like the singles run that you you were going on? I
0: I'd had ideas, and just nothing ended up. They're like, yeah, yeah, and that's it's very much a thing that you keep. You can pitch ideas all day there, and it's comes like I don't know. I feel like they want their own ideas. Um, so like I'd pitch ideas, pitch ideas, and then like that, uh, breakout tournament little storyline thing that yep. then went into, that I'm like, that came out of complete left field. So, I mean, you, you see people, their ideas get picked up a few times a plenty of times, but then also like, you can just wait for an idea to come to you and then work around that. Um, but I got a lot of freedom with that little storyline. I'm like, how do you? Want me to be? And they're like, just be angry at it, stuff like that. They never, none of the promos were ever scripted. Um They just said, you know what you want to say, go say it.
1: So that was cool. When you want to pitch ideas, who are you like? Who are you pitching to? Just the writers, or do you pitch it to, you know, Regal, Triple H, or something? Like, who are you actually pitching to?
0: Just the writers, like at NXT too. At the time, I don't know how it is now, but the writers were. NFT star, like, were there. Um, so you had pretty good access to the guys. Um, we would do promo class once a week, and that was with the head writer. So you could show him some of your ideas. And, um, Ryan Katz was awesome to, if you wanted to film, like, I filmed a few extra things, um, with him. Like, I had an, uh, like a Negan esque gimmick. Oh, but, but I had a, a, a cricket bat. And I called it, uh, Michael was the name of the cricket bat. (laughs) Mm. And, uh, you know, I was a nice friendly guy, but then if Michael didn't like you, well, then that's too bad. You got, Michael's going to beat you up. And I'd be like, that's, it's not my fault, man. That was Michael. You pissed him off. Uh, so like kind of things like that. And then just some ideas with just other people teaming, like me and Jonah wanted to team over there and, uh, Steve Carino put us in a few tag matches, which... We loved and I would have loved. We had an idea of that, of where he's the face and I'm the heel. I'm the, the dickhead friend. You know? And then eventually he makes me like, oh, okay. And we both be nice guys or we'd both go bad guys. Um, a lot of things like that. But it was just pitching it to the riders. Yeah.
1: That's a pretty good idea, though. That Negan idea with a cricket bat. I like that. that yeah. That, I, I was they shot have... it down in a blaze of glory.
0: Uh, I just don't think it went anywhere. Like I filmed some, yeah, vignettes and stuff for it with Ryan Katz. And I think I was trying to – I can't remember who it was. But like I always – I just saw how many people were at the PC doing nothing. Like and they were doing this stuff in the same thing. And there's a lot of these younger guys who need TV experience but then weren't able to get on TV. So I'm like, well, this can be a stable and I'll use these other guys – to do my dirty work for me then I come I come in through and do something like and then they get they don't have to have the matches they're just getting TV experience and we use as many people as like you're paying these people why not use them why not get as many people out there as possible which I see that's kind of what they're doing now the new NXT yeah. I like this is great this is what like. just get people out there get them you're paying them use them
1: Yep. Sink or swim. Get out there and get over. Yeah.
0: Pretty much any idea I had though involved about two or three other people. They're just like, let's get them out there. These are good people. They're they're hungry. They want to learn. And their next step is learning in front of the cameras, in front of the live crowds of TV.
1: Absolutely. So you're paying attention to NXT 2.0 or not really? Uh, A little bit. I still got
0: like some good friends there. So I like to see what the Australians are up to. Um, I'm not like I don't watch a lot of wrestling. It's more like a thing that I prefer sort of to do than watch. Mm. Um, especially because there's so much of it now. You know what I mean? Like it's just
1: every day of the week.
0: Yeah. I like sitcoms and action movies. <laughs> so, so if I get free time well, I mean I've had plenty of free time. Right. <laughs> I watch Japanese wrestling and then the clip I watch the clip. It's what's going on. I like I support my friends. I like to see what the Australians or when someone new comes out. Like it's good. Like the way they're doing it now with the the vignettes and then little little things. They're introducing people with little interesting things that are like meant to grab because you know everyone has that short attention span these days and I do. So when I see I'm scrolling and I see it, I end up watching it. It's a two minute little clip. I'm like, oh, yeah. you got me.
1: And I like yeah. when they film stuff away from the arena or perceived or perceived away from the arena. I like that because it keeps it, I don't know. It keeps it fresh a little bit Mm because it's sometimes so boring. Like at the arena, Oh, they're in the back. Oh, then they're like, I like how they're, they're spicing it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like some good pre types and things like that.
1: And Grayson Waller's got a lot of potential. I don't know about him. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a bit of a dickhead. I don't think I like, it's not a gimmick. That's just who he is. Oh, damn. Oh, I thought it was a gimmick. Shit. Damn. No, he's a piece of shit. He got a problem with that. He can come find me. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I like it. Yes. So, what you actually get called up, obviously, how does that happen when you get brought up to the main roster and you're in WWE? You get called up from NXT. Is that Johnny Ace? This was,
0: I feel like that may still have been a Matt Bloom thing because that happened during the pandemic where they were running out of the PC in Orlando because of travel restrictions and things like that they couldn't fly everyone in. So they had to make up the numbers with the people who were already in Orlando. Um, So that's how I got that gig of doing the main events. Like main event was mostly NXT people in that time. Um, And, yeah, they knew I was a good hand and I could work with people and make people look good and I was trusted. Um, So, yeah, I think that's definitely how it that came about of just being being there um and being seen and i think vince came to a few of the main events like he was there for that and he liked my work he Said great job once nice yeah Look he at he that said, great you. job pal. he said hey huh. you and you good work and i was like no problem, no problems man and we fist, fist- bumped and um i gave him a, a lift like in dirty dancing <laughs> and that's a true story that happened
1: so obviously <laughs> obviously he, he did like your work though obviously though that's yeah. that's
0: good that's a good song. yeah and then uh that's when me brendan vink what's his name nowadays duke hudson hudson duke yeah yeah duke, he, duke Hudson. yeah yeah, duke hudson we, we did some he liked him because he's a big handsome boy and so we did some tag stuff there and uh yeah then that was with the mvp so that's yep. when we officially officially moved to raw which i'm like we didn't officially move to raw but um i don't know people were like wow this is amazing i'm like man it's the pc i'm wrestling at the pc in front of nobody like this is the same as a training day so right. that i think that kind of helped too because then there was no pressure like i'm just like cool i'm gonna go wrestle and if we screw something up, they'll just stop the match and <laughs> do it right. again. Like, yeah. it, was t- it was TV. It was very much a TV show then. But, yeah, just being seen like that. And then um, I just always wanted to like um, – that was a Matt Bloom thing. He said like you have a great match is when the two guys try to outsell each other. And so that's my thing was like I always wanted to bump hard and sell hard and make the other person look as good as possible. Um, so yeah, so that's, I think that's what got me moved up. And then it was, yeah, I was just filling spots on main event. We did yeah, cause we did the tag thing, but then they went with, uh, her business, which was a great idea. Like, I'm like, can't be mad at that. That's a great move. Um, right. yeah. And then they just had me doing stuff on main event until they needed actual bodies for retribution.
1: Did you think though, that you're debuting there's no fans like you're you got called up you're you know you're in the big times you're in the big leagues quote unquote but it's in yeah. front of nobody did that like did that kind of like sour it a little bit though uh, no i just felt like at that point like
0: i'd been doing the same thing on nxt i, I just it was i was happy to be out of nxt hopefully like nothing had changed contract wise or anything like that like it was only that i was doing this like who knew what was going to happen when the world opened back up and when they started traveling again. There was no guarantees we would stay there, you know what I mean? Like, as in Duke Hudson went back to doing NXT stuff, you know? There's a few people who went up and then didn't end up doing anything and then went back down. Um, So there was no guarantees, and, like, I've been in this business long enough now to know not to get my hopes up on anything and just to take it day by day, thing by thing.
1: So retribution comes knocking. Mm-hmm. What is going on? You said they just need bodies, but come on, slapjack was was a big part of that group.
0: Well, so that's that's like going back to what we we're talking about about the out of the ring stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When they first started doing retribution, these segments were awesome. They were flipping cars, throwing Molotov cocktails, trash in the place. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who did that, but that wasn't us. <laughs> like, but then. Uh, <laughs> When they're like yeah we're gonna have you guys some people join retribution i'm like Fuck yeah man i'm gonna do some i'm gonna smash some people and do all this shit and we're just gonna be like hooligans doing all these pre-taped things and then mace mace was the first one actually he did stuff in the backstage they did like backstage stuff with retribution beating people up and he was one of the people there launching people over boxes and stuff like that And he was like yeah this was cool and i'm like fuck yes, we're going to get in there and we're going to do
1: that. And then it did not become that at all. Yeah. Why, why did it almost like the thought of it, it's like, okay, that's a cool idea. It's different. It's mm-hmm. controversial They're really breaking glass They're really turning cars over. They're really yeah. destroying property. Like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, let's use this budget. Uh, yeah. How, <laughs> like, how come they decided like to just kind of squash all that. It, it seemed like it was, had some potential at first.
0: My theory, like I've never been told anything solid, but my theory was we were running out of the PC at the time with a skeleton crew. None of the big stars were coming every week. We moved to the Thunderdome and all the big stars start coming back. So Vince had his stars to play with now. So that's that was my thing, and you can't like be like, "Oh, we deserve it more than Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar." I'm like, no, we put not are stars. Like, that's what happens. Your TV show. When your TV show gets your main characters back, you're going to use the main characters. So, right. And that was the thing. Like we kept we we pitched ideas to have, um, different like, a lot of different people as the leader. Like we want like Shane McMahon or Edge or just someone higher like as high as we went as high as like we pitched for Vince to be the leader as well like we went as high as possible with who the leader would be um so that's yeah we wanted to be attached to one of the main characters and i guess at the start we were we were doing stuff with Bray Wyatt and um her business which you know was Lashley so yeah and it's, it, just, and it's,
1: it seemed like he was headed somewhere like you said and mm-hmm. then it and then I don't, then it's just like kind of flounder, like maybe the big names came back, but at least like you were almost working with the big names, Lashley mm-hmm. and Ray and Randy Orton. Yeah. In it like it yeah. almost was headed in that direction. Was there something said to you guys or like, ah, we don't like the way it's going, or there yeah. was no talk of anything?
0: No. no, we didn't get there. Was the only direction we ever really got was after we did something. Um, so we got a lot of creative freedom in that to an extent of like how uh, they wanted like uh, be sort of like this and then we do it there uh, sort of not like that um so it was very trial and error and then i think they just got bored of it <laughs> honestly um ali becoming the leader was not not something we pitched but it was a happy coincidence like that was great when we found that out we were pretty stoked about that and, and then in the little storyline we had of there of him turning his back on those guys i'm like this is great like this is a story, and then wrapped up and finished again. Yep. Oh, falling on my chair here. What have I done? Yeah, I'm cool. What else, man?
1: <laughs> With Ali, like you mentioned, could be Shane McMahon, could be Vince, could be Edge. Was mm-hmm. that a little bit of a downgrade, though? Because it's you know it's not a star; it's a guy that they're trying to build as the leader. Do you think that it should have been Edge or you know, I don't well, know, those those are wise. Just, or something, like or you no? just when you're pitching ideas,
0: you got to start at the top um by no means is Ali the lowest because Ali is has been on uh, in a lot of great moments um and he we were kind of beaten down by then too of like they just keep throwing us out there with such little direction and we're just getting steamrolled all the time but then Ali has such a passion for this that he was going in there and seeing Vince and being like, let's do this, let's do that, and just pushing it and pushing it to be more for as long as he possibly could. So, yeah, he was really good for the... He like he reinvigorated it all, kind of.
1: When you guys are, you know, you Retribution, you're the gimmick, but what do they say to you guys as far as, like, why are you Slapjack? Why is he mates? Like, do they give you that kind of direction at all or no? No,
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Like we assumed the masks were going to be an entrance thing. That right. that all came. That was a whirlwind of a day. We we knew they wanted masks. I think that kind of I don't know if it came from uh, jack pitching before even before that he was pitching kind of terrifying mask things for himself, um, which he said he'd given Vince that. Um, pitch and Vince loved it so I think he took a bit of that and then this, the guy who made Bray Wyatt's mask made these masks as well so the quality of the masks were amazing he did not design them I'll tell you that he did not he just did the best of what they gave him right um, and we also saw how mine turned out <laughs> and uh, so yeah it was just kind of like this is it and then like I guess they wanted to see what we would do with it Um, because we did do a promo. I don't know if it was made to TV or whatnot where it kind of showed us before the masks um, and then with the masks on. And then Ali is trying to – the name thing was like you're going to make fun of us for these names like you've made fun of me for my name. So I've taken these people and – this is the identity, and I want them to. I can't remember it was so long ago now, <laughs> but yeah, stuff right. like that. So we figured like this is just kind of like to shock you, and then we kind of become ourselves again. And I thought, I think that's kind of where it was going to go, and then it
1: just didn't go. And now it's kind of like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was rough.
1: So Slapjack, I'm guessing, was not a name you created or you came up with?
0: Not at all. That was, um, I can't remember what segment, we were in the opening segment. It could have been the first time we got the masks. Um, Maybe, we were running through it, running through it. Uh, Doors, Um, so we had to run backstage and as we were on backstage, we just get pulled aside and we're like, hey guys, here's your new names. They're like Slapjack, T-Bar, Mace, Uh, Reckoning. I'm not sure if the the girls, yeah, were, we're off doing makeup or hair and makeup. I think at the time or getting ready, they will pull decide to do something else. So it was just the three guys, and they were just like bewildered of like I know what a slapjack is. Like, I've like it's a little weapon. Like they're meant to be weapons, and yes, I just wanted to hear uh, from them. Like, I go, so, so what's a slapjack? And they're like, oh. It's this badass weapon. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what people are gonna know. I knew it was gonna be bad. Yeah. But like, and then T-bar is meant to be that boy ain't right, I think. And I I was like and then mace is cool. I'm like, damn it, mace. I'm like, you get the cool one. <laughs> right. I remember we used to film the backstage segments in this one spot all the time. And there was a security guard there for the building. And one time I get there early and I'm kind of like thinking of my stuff and not my stuff. I didn't say anything. Um, and he goes, hey, man, I love this. I love this character that you've got. I love slap Slapshot. Slap Slapshot's awesome. And I'm like, oh, that would have made sense. But actually, yeah. it's slap Jack, And he just looked at me and goes.
1: And went back to his post <laughs> to say shit. That would have <laughs> made sense with the hockey mask. That would have like, made sense. I'm
0: like, you know what? That would have been great.
1: Yeah. Did, did you like the mask though? The, it should have been slapjack, but did you like the mask? No, it
0: was, it was rough, man. Like and I'd asked to have some Vince loved the masks. We the first really? time we got them, we put them on and he's like, "I love them." He's a great. And we're like, "Yes, sir, boss. Whatever you say." <laughs> like not going to argue. Um, but he asked like, "Is there any changes or whatever?" And the vision on the slapjack one is like wearing horse blinders. Um, So I just said, can we get these cut down a little bit so I can see? And uh, I wanted the mask, the mouthpiece to change to be like downward lines so that it didn't look like a smiley face, um, which was like, cool. And then maybe cover the nose part. So it's just the bottom of the nose, not my whole dorky nose hanging out. Um, And then only the little bit of that got changed, which didn't, help anything. We had a tag match once and I got hit with a kick from the side of the head and I just I was looking forward. Bam and I was out. I was wow. get, yeah. And then it was hard to breathe in. It was hard to keep straight. Cause they're they were trying something new with it. So it wasn't like a it was like a bike helmet at the back. So it you have to fit it really tight, but then it's going to loosen up as you're wrestling. And of course it did. So it would move around a lot, which then you're blind on this side and that side. And then just, yeah.
1: Did you think like, okay, this is going to lead to something like slapjack is going to be a good gimmick. Or do you like, Oh man, I can't wait till this thing is over with. The, well,
0: it's, it's so these like characters of retribution, especially like the masks and the monsters, stuff like that is to me is marketable. Um, Like, kids, if you're a kid in a a store and you don't really know wrestling, you're going through the toy section and you see these masked, like, monsters, it's very appealing. I think they're very appealing. It's a very appealing thing for children. Um, And so we were like, cool, let's play into that. Like, let's just be over-the-top monsters and be bad guy villains. Um, I think it's marketable. All of this marketing, they're like, these are just the first masks. They'll change and evolve as you guys go, um, which I don't think they have. <laughs> like I know the other boys are out of the mask now and into face paint. Yep. Um, so there's that evolution of them, um, and their toys are cool. Like the T-bar toy, the mace toy, uh, the Ali toy, the Reckoning toy. They got all of retribution there.
1: What happened to Slapjack? You tell me, mate.
0: <laughs> Damn it. What is it? Ringside collectibles? We're beefing, man. Yeah. Five, five, six years <laughs> of different outfits and gimmicks. Yeah, come on. Guys. <laughs> come on, get, man. Get your shit together. I'm going to start making my own toy company, and it's just going to be all
1: slapjack, and then we're going to put you out of business. Hey. <laughs> Not a bad idea. A bad... <laughs> it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> did you think like when they ended Retribution? Were you like, thank God? Like, did they tell you they're ending Retribution because it just seemed yeah. like it ended?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we had the yeah, we kind of did, but we had like Ali uh, implode, and we right. did a slow-ish story of Ali aggressive, getting more and more aggressive with us, until eventually we walked out on him. Oh, another idea I had for Slapjack, right? Was it was like halloween time and um someone had made that comment that it looks like a paper plate with the eyes cut out <laughs> and i'm like why don't we make that like why don't you make a piece of a, 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 an image that people can print out and it's just slapjack with the dotted cut and you just cut that out and you put this piece, piece of paper on your face like that would have been great it would have been free just a little yep. silly halloween
1: fun thing now nah.
0: <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That would have been hilarious.
1: That would be good. Easy for the marketing department, too, like to create something like that. Like that yeah. It's, yeah. A,
0: it's just a black and white picture and you print it out, and then you got a
1: slapjack mask. Would have been great. Yeah. Free little easy. thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so were but, you happy to go back to Shane Thorne? Were you happy to be done with the uh, slapjack and have him in the rear view?
0: Um, yeah. Cause I told like, um, we did that last little bit and we stand there and um they came past and they're like okay so we're going to have the big boys be a tag team um they're going to take the mask off of you and make you a baby face um because i mean you know why would you cover this up right um, and mia they said we're going to put you in the women's division <laughs> <I'm> like <"Ooh." laughs> And revolutionary stuff there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Amir and I got moved to SmackDown and uh, that's where oh, – yeah, I don't think either. So, I was, I was at SmackDown every single week and I think I got written into the show and off the show about four or five times. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It became comical of <laughs> – how long i can be employed without doing anything <laughs> i'm like how many times can we
1: stop start this and why is time, that though why the stop and start
0: no idea no idea man like run out of time on the show but smackdown's a shorter show but like i like i'd go i'd wrestle in the ring before the shows um train with people now some of the most some of the most fun i had in wwe was working on SmackDown and like on the, on that main roster run where I might not have been doing, might not have been doing anything, but just hanging out in the ring with people and wrestling a lot. Like I said, like before, like I said earlier, clip back to it. No, whatever. Um, I love being in the ring and I love, I love tra- I love training wrestling. I like when you're not thinking about it and you're just doing it. And so I'd get in, ring gear or not ring gear i just get in training gear and just hang out in the ring stretch roll around and if someone wanted to come in and bump me around <laughs> i'd do that like i had plenty of matches with people <laughs> like where i'd take apron bumps and top rope bumps just for the fun of uh, it wow. i'm like oh, <laughs> gotta keep that bump callus up yeah that i feel alive i'm like a shark i thought people i'm a bump shark if i'm not bumping i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i think one of them was just a basic backstage where um, uh, Pierce and Deville were talking and they're like, all right, well, here's a new person for SmackDown, Shane Thorne. And I'm like, hey, guys, how you doing? And then Sami Zayn would come, cut me off, make it about him. And I'm like, cool, whatever just gets me in there. Like, I'm not pitching to become world champion or anything like that. I just want to be in the, I'm like, just put me in the background like and i'll be like oh, and like just have me in the background for a few weeks and then people be like what's this dude doing in the background like whatever i'm like whatever just so i exist um and then that got cut my part got cut i think the backstage thing still happened because they didn't want me to be Shane, they wanted a new name which i was like call me dave call me bob call me john whatever you're gonna, you're just going to call me thorn in a few weeks anyway like right. people don't have yep. two names you're just going to call me the one name so who cares like, whatever gets me out there. And then, yeah, that didn't happen. And then uh, I think they had me and Tony Storm in a bit with Corbin while he was out of his luck. <laughs> and Oh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And he was going to do this thing where he's just going around to people asking for money. And so they had me and Tony there. They come up to me. They come up to Tony and go, here's your part for that. And I'm like, oh, what about my bit? And they're like, oh, sorry, you've been – Cut! <laughs> I'm like, damn. And then 15 minutes they cut all of them. I'm like, you couldn't have
1: just waited and cut me with the whole thing.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just funny, man. Like, it comes and goes. Like, yeah, you pitch ideas, and then they, your your writers and your staff, they all have ideas and stuff like that, and they are all cool people, and they're just. So there's only so much time, and only so many main characters. So I never took, I never took, uh, never took any of it personal. Like everyone tried we tried different ways to do it like um i had a few chats with vince as well of like spitballing ideas um and yeah never never came to
1: did you like were you upset about the release or did you see it coming or were you you expected oh yeah it?
0: oh yeah i expected it for four years with <laughs> 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 the run i was having so i was like yeah every day is good and, um, uh, when I got the call of thanks, I know you guys tried and were supportive and also like they have that PC full of young talent, fresh young talent, um, who haven't been seen. So why not like use, use those people like fresh stuff. People love like people, consumers and that love new things. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't take any of it personally. Um, I saved my money and, uh, you know, took care of my body, uh, made a lot of good friends, some great memories. So yeah, I've got nothing to be too upset about. I would have loved one last, like, run without the mask as myself. Right, but definitely is what it is. She'll now, be right.
1: Just going back to Pro Wrestling Nova for a second, mm-hmm. I feel like. You guys, when you were there, Pro Wrestling Noah was still, you know, not as hot. Obviously, as New Japan, New Japan was was like you know, mm-hmm. red hot. But you yeah. know, Noah was was definitely there. They've slowed down a bit. Maybe they're starting to pick up steam again. But oh, they're like- doing great
0: now, man. I love the product now. I love seeing Noah and how they're doing. They've got the Wrestle Universe, is it? I'm probably saying that wrong. And it's like them DDT. Um, and one of the Joshi promotions, and maybe some more other things. But, yeah, like yeah that streaming service. Yeah, that's that's helped them pick up, and like their shows look awesome. Was it? I think it was Genesis or something before, and the entranceway was sick. It was awesome, like huge entranceways, great production going into it, and then like the quality of the work from the guys are amazing. So, so I, hope, I definitely hope the best for them, man. Like I, I'm glad that like things are picking
1: up for them now, for sure. I Feel like when you guys just left, though, they I don't know, it was a little bit of, of a lull for them for a little bit because it's like they lost some. You guys obviously lost lost some top talent, mm-hmm. but um, one of your, I guess, not really a trainer, but one of the guys, that kind of your uh, mentor, I guess, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. I love this guy, Mare Fuji. Yeah, obviously, still doing his thing over there. Still great for uh, yeah, for, know, still uh, changing, innovating as much as he can.
0: Um, yeah, you you watch his stuff, and he always brings something new to it. You know, even if it's a variation of his own stuff, yeah, he's such an innovator of wrestling.
1: Was he a bit of a like, mentor for you guys? It seemed like it.
0: Definitely, definitely. Like, after, like, when we first went there, the first few tours, I think the first match we ever had um, was me versus Mikey. And we're like, we have to impress, like, we have to do everything. And so he did, like, a shooting star, and we did, I did a coast to coast, and we did all of this stuff in 10 minutes. And we come backstage and he pulled us aside and was like, that's not what they want to see. People want to see you start here and grow. Um, so, yeah, he gave us plenty along the, the journey. He definitely gave us advice on how to work and how to do the Japan stories and how to put a match together and things like that. And he, you know, he'd take us out and look after us, things like that too. He's a very, very good person. Yeah, he great loved great. to pra- he loved to practice his English with us. Oh, yeah. Did he have good English? Yeah, yeah. He he's, he studied it. I'm pretty sure. And he, one day he told us he had his English license. <laughs> and we're like, cool. like that's great. Like I don't know
1: what that means, but that's yeah. great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's a real thing. Yeah, Same, like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love so, him. It's sorry. great stuff. Yeah, when he mm-hmm. came over, I mean, this, we're going back years, but he came over for Ring of Honor a bunch of times yeah. in the mm-hmm. States. I mean, he killed it every every time. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, effortless.
1: So as we hit the wind down, head towards the finish here, what is next, though? I know we were talking about possible places, but, like, ROH is, I guess, still around. They said they're coming back. Impact mm-hmm. out there. AEW is out there. Mm-hmm. Are these all guys that are on your radar promotions that are on Every, everywhere
0: is on my radar man like um, obviously the bigger the better that's great but man I like I like the the grit of these smaller companies that are starting to like really show. like GCW is one that's like really showing like it's it's clawing to get those spots um, I'm just looking to get back in there with anyone um, single stuff tag stuff with Jonah um yeah, I love wrestling, man. I just want to do
1: it. I know you said New Japan. Obviously, you guys are Definitely, part of New yeah. Japan for just, a little yeah. bit there with, with the NOAA connection, but you would want mm-hmm. to get back there, which would be great. And yeah, I love only, Japan, you know, man. I miss
0: Japan. I love it. Like I want to get back there in front of their crowds, back on that style, things like that. So I'm very excited for things to come with New Japan strong as well because that very much embodies um, the traditions that Japan has and New Japan have
1: seems like you like the culture over there too. Like you really enjoy Japan.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very, there's a lot of, so much respect
0: there. And that's the style of worker that myself and Mikey and a lot of the TMDK guys are that we're not, uh, I don't know. I guess we're not that internet savvy and self promoter promoting savvy. It's what we do in the ring is what we want people to see and be like, I want, I want that guy on my shows. I want, this guy doing stuff by that, the, what they see in the ring is where we make our mark.
1: Where do you want to see yourself just in a few years? Just like if we can get, you know, fast forward to the future. Like, what do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? Do you want like a full-time job in the business somewhere? You want to be back in Japan full-time? Like, where do you want to be?
0: I'd love to be doing Japan, Um, you know, fly in, fly out of uh LA, uh, which I mean, Pretty good. Do a bit of LA, a bit of Australia. See my family there. But yeah, New Japan definitely is um, somewhere I want to see myself. I want to see myself and Mikey as IWGP heavyweight champions and GHC heavyweight champions at the same time. Uh, let's see what else. Who else has tag championships? I want to see me and Mikey with them. The never six man championships with Jonah. And I want to see Jonah win the singles belt over there too. I want to see my goal now is I, what I would love to see. One of my dream things, whether that happens in a year or five years, is uh, like a 10 man, 16 man tag, team, all of TMDK versus Chaos or something like that, whoever they got. Because uh, there's the boys in, in TMDK, your Marcus Pitts and your Damian Slaters, your Selectors, they are world class talent. They are um, incredible wrestlers and they look incredible. They, they're great on the mic. They've got all the tools and it's just, you can see them. They're online stuff like that, but they just don't have that international exposure as much, um, coming from Australia. So I want them to experience, I'd love to bring them for a tour and like a lot of them have families, Like they are settled in Australia with their wives and kids and other careers as well. So it can't be a full time thing for them, but I'd love for them to experience uh, a tour in Japan, uh, Tokyo Dome, and like that respect that they deserve because they work
1: so hard and they are so good. The mighty don't kneel, right? TMDK for life. Yeah, there you go. Before we let you go, give us all the plugs. Your social media, where everybody can find you. Uh, The internet. That's where I'm at. Uh,
0: if you just what is it what is my handles Shane TMDK yeah Shane TMDK that's what it is (laughs) I don't remember that's what have I got I got Twitter I got the Instagram Uh, I'm on uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes as Pew Pew Shane but you know my friend's request there is pretty full I just wanted to plug that game because I'm an addict (laughs) Uh, what do we got we got some YouTubes and stuff TMDK has a bunch of stuff man like I just I want to plug my boys get everyone what's good for the gander they're my mans
1: awesome great stuff (laughs) Shane hope to see you maybe New Japan uh, sooner rather than later but thank you so much for all the time really appreciate it
0: thank you mate have a good one
1: brother.